the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Get your roll cages ready. It's time for Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. Whether you're out in the desert or riding in the forest, side-by-sides are always awesome to drive in any condition. Scoonies Side-by-Sides in El Cajon is your one-stop shop for everything side-by-sides and more. Scoonies Side-by-Sides is East County San Diego's number one business for side-by-side accessories, service, electrical, graphics, and rebuilds. They pride themselves on top-notch workmanship and quality all the time. To find out the latest on what's going on at Scoonies Side-by-Side, let's tune in to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. Here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour. We got Ron Schoonar, Schoonar, I said Schoonover. Schoonover in the house, owner-operator, uh, heavily involved in what he does. Uh, I'll tell you how much I respect his work. He's got my 2021 Honda Talon. They're putting in a new cage. They're putting in belts. They're putting a charger in. They're going to put a, 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 a rearview mirror. And by the way, I donated the other rearview mirror that was given to me by the dealer I bought it from because it's too too big for the new new gear you're putting in. So you can give that to some you know, person that's squeaking. Perfect. So, hey, we're going to have a great show today. I mean, everything. We're going to have talking King of the Hammers. We're going to talk about uh, racing started you know, out in the desert. We've got some guests, and we're going to talk about a safety class that Ron and his team are putting together. For all you side-by-side owners, trust me, it'll be a must if you buy a side-by-side. So, hey, Ron, how's it going today? We're good, Dave. We're good. Where's your partner? OTL. OTL today. That's because we don't serve beer here. Yeah, it's an annual thing him and his buddies have been doing forever, so... (laughs) All right. So, have you ever have you ever ran the King of the Hammers? I have not. I have not. I've never even been down there to watch. Actually, yeah, we got to talk a little bit about your Laguna Seca experience without inviting your buddy Dave. It's the only track I haven't been on. Oh, it's amazing. That corkscrew is insane. Is I'm it? Telling, yeah, and the little Miata. I'm telling you, you make it the left turn, and all <laughs> you see is nothing but hood, hood, and then all of a sudden that 450 foot drop hits, and then you, you see sky, and then you know you're going. It was a blast, man. About lap four or five, I started putting the hammer down through there, and well, yeah, I felt like I was f- jumping off it. Cause, oh, really? Yeah, I felt, I felt like I was almost jumping off it. In the a corkscrew. Miata? Yeah, in the little Miata. Yeah, yeah, it was a blast. All right. So you haven't been to King of the Hammers? I have not. I got invited out by Jeep one time. And I had never seen anything like it in my life. There were acres and acres and acres of people. They had street signs. They had tents, vendors. Oh, my God. It was just absolutely amazing. It sounds like a little city just pops up out in the middle of nowhere in the desert when this happens. But you know what happens when it's over? Gone. You don't even know they were there. Love it. You know, the roads are, I mean, nothing's tore up. There's no trash. I think that's why they can get away with doing it because they're not giving law enforcement blm and all that any excuses to say you can't come back 
Absolutely. And I've got a buddy that's um, on the committee there, and we were talking quite a bit about it at the Jamboree. So right. he's not going to let me miss him this year. This year, So Scoonies will definitely be out there representing this year and checking it out and, and really getting a feel of what it's all about. You're not going to take a toy? Oh, yeah. We'll probably have something down there. I, I can't. No, no, no. I, I have to have something. I couldn't go down there and just watch. Have helmet will run. Yeah, yeah. Goes. At least play around a little bit, see what these guys are doing out there. You might want to look at a few videos. I mean, because if you get stuck on any one of the, the obstacles, they will drive over the top of you. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've watched a lot of the videos over the year. I don't plan on participating in that part of it. Oh, come but on. definitely go out and let's get out there and feel it out a little bit and then maybe think about the following year, but uh, see I, what's I, happening out there. No, we're going to, uh, uh, Brendan and I are going to have a show called Hold My Beer. See, and that would be a perfect segment of getting out there and doing something like that. Wow. So that's, and, and you know, and that's a good place for you. I mean, that's kind of side by. I know there's crazy cars out there, but the side by side community is just in, enamored with that place. I've heard over the last couple of years they've kind of taken over now. Sort of, they're kind of the majority out there yeah. now. Yeah. You know, with the affordability of these cars, and that, that really makes sense. Well, and you want to keep your ear to the ground. You want to see what the industry's doing. You want to see what how they're working actually out in the you know the environment. So yeah, that that would be a great uh, opportunity anytime. Yeah, you know, if you want to have any of them call in, you know, and if they don't, if it doesn't coincide with this show, we can, I can definitely give you some airtime on some of the one of the other shows, Racer Radio or something, just to give a little love out to these guys. Yeah, perfect. Now I've already uh, talked to Dave over there about possibly coming in before you know the next King, King of the Hammers promoting. All right, yeah, great. Right. Looking forward to it. So we got a guest coming up in our second hour, our second segment. Yeah, we sure do. We got Wes Miller from Team Polaris. Ooh. This man is, if you want to talk about desert racing and then the start of the side-by-sides, this guy started racing the Rhinos back in the day. So he's he's been racing. This year will be his 25th year racing really? the Baja 1000. Really? So uh, not, not, he lives it. He lives this stuff. Can you so. imagine racing a Rhino? <laughs> right, right. Out, yeah, yeah. What, what do we got? Anywhere. Eight inches of travel or yeah. something, those things. You I was going to say, anywhere. I don't I don't care where you go. Holy moroly. I bet he's got some great stories. Oh, I can't wait to hear him. You know, I've been I've been watching some of his videos this last week. I mean, just w- watching him pass in the Baja 1000 and that dust where they can't even see anything. They just know they're coming up on a car oh and they God. can sense getting closer and closer. I've been watching a lot of those videos this weekend. You talk about Harry. I mean, I, I like to race and I like to do things. Whew, this is another level stuff. There. Yeah, that's kind of me, too, because when you hit something, I mean, it's too late. I yeah, mean, it's, you, you can't back up. You can't rethink it. This is, and as I'm watching the videos for about a minute, as he's coming up on this other car, I think he's going to just plow into the back of it, and there's no car there, and there's nothing, and, and then all of a sudden it's there. And he doesn't know what's on the right or the left, whichever way he decides to pass, because we are talking the Baja 1000. Correct. I mean, you do a little bit of pre-running, but that that you don't that, always hit the lines perfect. You don't know, and you don't know when you're going to come up on another vehicle. No, no, and then they do those little like. Uh, push the pass little thing and it starts like a little siren so the guy in front of you knows he's coming but if they don't move out of the way they just they bump you on the back and say knock knock I'm here get out of the way so it was, it was pretty cool to watch some of his videos wow. I really started I watched a handful of them this week just to kind of get ready for the show and for folks that maybe want to tune in what what, what, what's, what what were they called just his name yeah yeah he's Wes Miller on, on social media so I just follow him on there Wes Miller Racing okay yep and yep. then I'm sure if you go Wes Miller YouTube you'll get all the you'll find it all out there yep <laughs> Yep, he's in deep. He's deep. I know. That's yeah. craziness. What else we got for today? Well, I just wanted to talk about some of the new machines that are coming out, too. There's uh, Robbie Gordon is coming out with a Speed UTV. It's been on the it's been in the works now for about three or four years. Um, if COVID wouldn't have happened, mm. I think this thing would have been out about eh, probably two years ago. He got backed up a little bit with COVID there. What's, it, what's the purpose of his vehicle? Well, where he's going with it is he is taking the machine where – 
the cage is going to be solid, so you don't have to replace it right away. It's got a lot of racing components okay. on it already. So he's going to put already, a series together, you think? I don't know if he's going to go there, but he's got three different side-by-sides that he's coming out with to, to compete against Polaris and Can-Am. So wow. it's not going to be something little. He's going big time. He had done the you know the Wildcat and the Arcticat stuff, stuff in the past, but uh-huh. this is straight up. He's got a factory pumping these things out, or not pumping them out yet. I think they've delivered about 18 to 20 cars, and they're hoping to deliver a couple hundred or more of them in the next couple of months here but wow. i've been really watching that on social media he's been really open about it um if you follow him at all it's the speed utv on facebook um they have no problem opening the videos up and let you watch the factory and watching what they're doing and asking where, do questions. you know where he's building them at oh you know gosh. i was gonna put you on the spot uh, yes yeah, so well I, you just gave me homework so i'll dig it into it myself because you know it'd be interesting to see where because you know maybe we can get a tour it's, uh, gosh, it's one of the big ones. Uh, anyways, it's a manufacturing plant where they've done quite a few building of other machines. Is it in the U.S.? No, it's not. It's uh, not. It's overseas. So, oh, okay. Yep, All right. Yep, yep. And I, I don't want to even mention, you know, try and guess where it's yeah, at. Yeah, no, no, no. I no, want to no. be more accurate. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, so. Yeah. Do you have any access to Robbie? Uh, a little bit here and there. Not not, not totally. I'm hoping with opening this show up, we're going to get a little more. Yeah. I have reached out to him, hoping to, hoping that he'll respond, because I'd yeah. like to get him on the show to talk about these a little sure. bit. You know, he's been real open to the public, and we haven't heard much from him in the last couple of weeks. We have this. We have a feeling that they're getting ready to deliver a handful of, right. of other cars, and when those come into the shop, they immediately go onto social media, post the right. videos, and that kind of thing. So we're going to start seeing these cars out at the Baja 1000 in these races. They're going to start coming out, and also, uh, Yamaha's getting ready to come out with a new one, too. A, a new six-speed is what I've heard. So. Wow, six-speed automatic, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we well, it's funny. Robbie will talk. I mean, I was at, a, at Chevron in El Cajon off Mollison, and who's next to me pumping gas but Robbie. Yes. And somebody else recognized him and walked up. Yeah, Robbie. Next thing you know, he was there for like 10 minutes talking. You know, at the time, it was his uh, the truck race that he does. Yep. Wouldn't you love to do that? Oh. Yeah. Now, that. I have to tell you a story when we get back about how he came to KUSI with ramps and a truck. And it scared the ownership to death because he is 18-year-old, 800-horsepower, flying through the air with, with the greatest of ease. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more. Scooney side-by-side UTV performance hour right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour, brought to you by Scoonies. Scoonies is out there on Greenfield Avenue. What's the address? Oh, now you put me on the spot here. You don't I, even know your I own address. Ad- I can't even remember my own address right now. No, it's uh, 202 Greenfield Avenue, Suite A in El Cajon. Yeah, and it's real easy to find. By the way, you didn't put your flags up when I came by the other day. Yep. Oh. Blue right, right by. by it. So the flags are great. Yeah, you can kind of enter our shop either from the Greenfield and Magnolia area. Yeah. Uh, so you got two different ways in there to yeah. shop. It's really easy in and out, especially if you have a trailer and what have you. You can get in, unload, back up, and out you go. But the beauty of the place, going to the shop, spotless, man. I tell you, it looks just like you're going to an operating room. And that's always a good sign of a good shop that does maintenance, uh, modifications, upgrades. I think if you have... I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a Polaris, you have radios that are, you guys are trying to blow them out. 
Oh, yeah. We got some Fosgates that we picked up. Uh, Fosgate had a, a sale on them probably about six months ago. Yeah. So we went up and picked up probably about 12 different units. Yeah. And uh, we've got those on a heck of a deal. So right I go now. to Don. I go, hey, cool. What kind of deal? We don't make, they don't make them for Honda. What do you mean they don't make them for Honda? And then I got the Honda story. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, the market with the Honda is <clears> a little smaller. And the, the aftermarket people aren't just putting – they're not putting the time and effort into no. it. This well, one. they haven't been out that long, have they? Have they been out that long? The Hondas, they've been out probably about three years now. Okay, so that's it, not enough for them. They're just not, I mean, they're great machines. I, I believe in them. They're great. Yeah. The public had just hasn't bought them to yeah. them just because they don't quite have the power as the other units because they're non-turbo. Right. So exactly. that, that, that's a little hold back on those. All right. Hey, I think we got our guest on the line, Wes Miller. Hey, Wes, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. How about you guys? <clears throat> you know, doing like you like to do, talking uh, off-road, talking racing, and you... <laughs> What did you race at the Baja back in the day? Uh, well, I've raced quite a few things there, but my my first score race was on a Tri-Z 250. Okay, but uh, what, what, what were we talking years. about? We were uh, about the Rhinos. You raced a Rhino in the Baja 1000? No, no, I did quad. My first, oh. uh, yeah, my first Baja 1000 in a UTV was actually in uh, an NA... Razor. Oh, oh my bad. I thought the other day when we spoke, you had mentioned that the rhinos. My bad. I can't even. Well, I, I did race rhinos like back when we were doing the wave of videos, probably like 2006. But that was more short course stuff. Still, still. Yeah, I, me, me and Dave were in here talking ahead of time. Going, <clears throat> man, he did that. A, a rhino, one thousand. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Boy, you were getting accolades left and right. So, what do you race now? <laughs> Uh, I've been running a Pro R4 in, like, the production class. I just did a legacy race a couple weeks ago, did the Mint 400 in that car, and then uh, California 300. And then uh, prior to that, I had been running my um, – I started off as a, a XP Turbo, and then we converted it to a Pro XP. But uh, I've been running a, a Razor in the Turbo class for like the last six years or so. Okay, all right, doing well. I sounds like. Uh, yeah, we had some good runs in that car. Okay. Uh, la- last year, going into the thousand, we were tied for first in points, and then uh, unfortunately, we had a mechanical issue that caused a, a DNF at that race. And oh. Cost us the championship was a little frustrating, but yeah, we we've. Uh, 2020, we won the UTV overall in that car uh, at the Baja 1000, and then uh, we won the overall UTV at in 19 at the Baja 400, and then uh, also the Tijuana Challenge. We were the first car to cross the finish line both days, and kind of had a little bit of a controversial penalty that moved us back to fifth, like 12 days after the race, but. Oh, 12 days after the results, huh? Of course. Well, hey, if yeah. you can't beat them, penalize them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Wes, I want to touch base a little bit on the on the, on the the Baja 1000. I mean, what does it take to do something like this? I mean, I mean, manpower. I think the average person, I mean, we watch it. We, we see beating the cars out there, but we really don't have an idea of, like, behind the scenes. I mean, what does it take to get to the to, to the pit stops? And what kind of support group do you, do you have behind you? Yeah, One guy, would, 12 Ron, guys? Hey, if Ron and I were going to start a race... And yeah. we were going to do the one thousand. What would you? T- how, what would we have to do? How many people? How many trucks? 
Um, you know, I mean, usually you just decide to do it like the day before and cruise down there and you just run it, you know? That sounds like my style. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, um, I've seen so many support vehicles, fuel. T- hey, I used to announce the uh, the Nora and they had support crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, definitely a major undertaking. We probably have about 20 pit crew and usually I'd say four to five chase trucks right? with, uh, you know, crews spread out amongst those. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then sometimes you'll like partner with another team sure. and, and kind of share some pits as well. This year is going to be pretty gnarly because it's running in reverse. Ugh. So, um, there's just a, a lot of logistics that are going to be involved in that with, pre-running and then you know you got to go all the way down to La Paz to start pre-running and then come back and then you got to go back to La Paz to go start the race so um it's gonna be interesting to see how a lot of people tackle that yeah well and and you correct me if I'm wrong but aren't the majority of your crews and what have you volunteers yeah yeah so, I just need people you know, to know that so that if they say, hey, let's go get West to pay us a shitload of money and we'll go down to La Paz and we'll come back and we'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of the teams are are, are doing it with volunteer crews. Right. I mean, even a lot of the trophy truck teams, I think, you know, sure. those guys have more money to throw around than the UTV teams, but, but still, I think a lot of their – People are volunteers as well. Right. So I always I, I do a racing show at three o'clock and it's mainly supporting, you know, the local dirt tracks and what have you. And I get a lot of kids in and one of the main things I always tell the kids are who's your sponsors? Who who helps you get to the get to the track and, and get you up and down now for the at the Baja? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to kill you guys with every company that we deal with, but we'll be on here for half an hour, but yeah, the, the main companies that really helped me would be Polaris and Maxxis Tires. Those are kind of my two title sponsors. Right. Yeah, I'm really stoked with the whole Polaris platform. I think with the evolution of the Razor, now especially with the Pro R, you know, you can go out there. Well, the, the past few races, I've been running my Pro R in the production class, and it, I mean, it's relatively stock. Right. And you've got. Yeah, you know, like Wayne and Kristen went and ran Nora in relatively stock pro R's and Kristen got second overall. So, um, you know, they're a, a very capable vehicle. So it's nice to have some platforms out there where you could I mean, realistically go to a dealership, finance it, and then you go race the car. Right. Well, I always yeah. tell people, especially with the Polaris, hey, slap a number on the door, and if you've got any talent at all, you'll win. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's like I said, especially with the Pro R now. You know, they keep stepping up their game year after year, and that's a, a very capable vehicle. Have you heard of the Robbie Gordon vehicle coming out? Uh, the Speed UTV. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've never driven one, but I've seen all the social media posts about it. Well, I'll tell you what. Call him up. Tell him that you take one out and that you'll give him free radio. Then you can call back in on our show, and he'll get some free publicity. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a Polaris guy. So, ah, yeah. oh, 
I, I, I got to stick to my guns there. You sound like Ivan Stewart. Every time I see Ivan, I say, hey, Ivan, let's go for a ride. I got a truck. What do you got? A Chevy. No, can't do it. I'm in a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've been with Polaris uh, for, well, even back to when I was doing the Wayless quad videos. Wow. Um, yeah, we started working with them back in like 06 or so. It's great to see a corporation be so loyal to their to their drivers, you know, no matter what you get yourself into. So that's got to say a lot about you, your team, the way you put your program together. Because, you know, let's face it, Polaris just doesn't, you know, support people if they're not doing at least the right thing. Yeah, we've had a good relationship with them. Um you know, is transitioning from when they had the outlaw 450 with the quads, and then um, you know we were were there when they came out with the Razor 800, and and then all the various units after that. But mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah, it's definitely good to have some corporate sponsors backing you, sure. and you know, it, it really wouldn't be able to do this without them. A lot of demands. Does Polaris put any demands on you? I mean, I don't mean that in a negative fashion, but I mean, do they expect you to win? Do they expect you to come to the event prepared in in Polaris gear and and what have you? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely they want you out there representing the brand, you know, and doing it to the best of your ability. So usually we'll try to kind of lay out expectations for the year at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and, you know, target some goals and then, you know, go out and try to achieve that. Um, but I think that the key is really with most companies as a racer, it, it's just going out there, representing them to the best of your ability. You know, I, I talked to a lot of companies of, I can't guarantee that I'm going to go win a race. I'm going to try my best to go do that. Mm-hmm. But what I can guarantee are other deliverables, you know, such as like branding, logo placement, events that I go to, um, you know, other kind of ancillary things to racing where you can go out and, and rep- represent your sponsors, doing videos, um, social media posts, right. doing events. Um, you know, so that's, I think, one of the things that we try to do to separate ourselves from a lot of the other programs out there is doing all of the kind of added value. I have a friend of mine that used to race a Lexus LX570 SUV. And, okay. Yeah, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Super, super cool dude. So after about three years of winning everything, Lexus finally said, okay, we're done. And he was heartbroken. Yeah. They even told him, you can keep the truck. And I told him, I said, you can't win every race. you got to at least second, maybe third, you know, show them your try. But if you win every single race, it's like, what more can they win? And he, and he was an amazing driver, amazing driver. Yeah. It's, luckily, the, uh, the UTV class is is so competitive i think anybody oh, would have their hands full to try to win every race yeah i bet so too uh, so i think that kind of uh handles itself for all the competitors out there right so hey can you hang with us for another segment yeah no problem all right we're looking forward to talking to wes miller he's got team polaris uh how do people find you online so social media it's at west miller 70 
Okay. And then uh, also bombsquadracing.com. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that name because I have a funny feeling it's got some horsepower behind it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Scoonie's UTV Performance Hour right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, welcome back to Scoonies UTV Performance Hour, where the show off air is always better on. FM 961 AM 1170, this is The Answer. We're talking with uh, Wes Miller, uh, races for Polaris. I try to talk him into another side-by-side, and he won't do it. <laughs> so, how you doing, Wes? I'm doing doing good, man. Just uh, I live out here in Vegas, so trying to stay cool. It's like 118 today. Don't you wish you had an AC, AC business out there? Uh, I, I wish I was sitting in Ensenada, actually, or, or surfing or something right oh, now. Oh, man. I bet. All right. So, Ron, do you have any questions for him? You know, uh, I like. I, I want to go back all the way to your video days of the Huevos. Let's let's start talking about that, uh, about the quads and where you came from and how you how you paved the path to where you are now. I know, yeah. you know, over time, you know, guys get out there, they get to racing, and they might race a couple of years and they fall off. You know, I mean, Wes has been doing Literally. this for twenty five years <laughs> with major corporate support. You right. know, I mean, that's that's not an easy task to do and stay in front of these guys and stay relevant. You yeah. know, relevant. How do you do that stuff? Yeah, and do you make a living at it? Yeah. Because, you know, that might, you might be, because I do the, my show, my other one is for kids, uh, mainly a lot of adults, but could, I, are you actually making a living at it or do you have a side job? Yeah, no, I've been doing this full time. Wow. Uh, like basically I became a, a factory driver for Polaris in 2017, wow. but, uh, you know, I, I, I went to San Diego state, I graduated there in 93 and then I started working for a sports nutrition company. And I grew up racing three wheelers and quads really in that San Diego area. I used to race at uh, Carlsbad yep. on the TT course there all the time, as well as the motocross track. And then uh, out at Barona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, shoot, uh, Marty Tribes did some races back at El Cajon Speedway back in the day. <laughs> uh, and as well as I used to run like the Mickey Thompson series. So, wow. um, you know, through the eighties, I was kind of doing that. And then uh, I did my first Baja 1000 in 1995, um, and I think I've missed three years or something like that. So wow. I believe this year, if I race the 1000, is going to be my 25th Baja 1000. Wow. But uh, raced for uh, a lot of years for Team Honda. Um, I was uh, partners with Wayne Matlock. We won five championships from like 08 to 2013. Wow. And, uh, and a lot of races out of that. And then, uh, do a little bit of stuff with Yamaha and then, uh, in like 06 or so with the Huevos videos. So we had a, a freestyle team called the bomb squad. The, the video company was called H bomb films. So the name we came up for our riders was the bomb squad kind of based off of H bomb. And, uh, that's where we ended up doing the deal with Polaris is they came on as a, 
the manufacturer sponsor for the bomb squad. So we were kind of traveling all over the world, yep. doing freestyle shows on the Polaris Outlaws, uh, as, as well as featuring them in the Huevos videos. And people that don't know what the Huevos videos are, that was kind of uh, an action sports film series that we did from 98 to, I think, 09. And so there's 12 uh, installments in that. And it was kind of a, a crusty Demons-style video series for quads. Yeah, and you guys are the ones that kind of started that and got it rolling, huh? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, we were the definitely the first ones in the ATV industry. Uh, there was a, a couple that kind of came on a little bit after that, but um, you know, we were kind of the household name, I guess, for that. And yeah, kind of pre X Games type stuff, correct? Yeah, well, it was concurrent with X Games, okay. But you know, ATVs never made it into X Games, so um, we were. Really, grow, I grew up in Palm Springs, had a lot of buddies that rode dirt bikes, and you know, my, my dad had gotten me a three-wheeler, so I, I got good at riding one of those and then transitioned onto a four-wheeler, but I just got tired of my dirt bike buddies talk, talking crap, <laughs> and so you know, we're like, you know what? We're going to go make a video series and show you guys what quads can do and you know, kind of try and earn some respect out there. So we went out and kind of had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Um, tried to go and hit a lot of the jumps that were featured in the dirt bike videos and go claim them as well on a, a quad, which uh, you know kind of caught a lot of the dirt bike guys' eyes. And, wow. and what, what's funny now is with the whole side-by-side thing is a ton of the top drivers in side-by-sides all came from quads. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of these quad guys, uh, they were originally dirt bike racers. Right. And then they transitioned over into the quad world. Right. So, you know, when when uh, Wes was out there doing the desert stuff with Matlock, my dad actually used to work with Matlock, uh, uh-huh. with Cliff Matlock back in the day. And uh, I took yeah. the short course route, and I used to, I was racing three-wheelers on the short course while these guys were out in the desert doing this. Right. Stuff. So, wow. Yeah, a lot of history there. So you, you see a lot of future in the uh, side-by-side industry, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's uh, it's definitely been interesting to watch it grow because when it when it first started, quads were so much bigger, and we were doing the Wavebus videos. And w- one of the guys that wrote in our videos was named Dana Creech. And when the Rhino came out, he's like, "Oh man, he, he was tired of crashing and getting hurt on the quad." <laughs> so he wanted to start racing side by side and he kept telling me like dude this is the future this is the future and i was like i don't think so man because we were modifying these rhinos and they were cool but literally every time we took one out they broke right pretty and, much a golf cart on go- golf yeah, cart on steroids exactly yeah, you know and they didn't have a whole lot of power and yeah it was it was fun to race them but it was just super frustrating because they broke every time you went out and then when polaris came out with the razor 800 those were straight off the showroom floor better than a built Rhino. Mm. So that was kind of interesting. And uh, I, I had a, a compound up in Rainbow by Fallbrook, and we had a bunch of double jumps and stuff, and we were doing most of the doubles in these bone stock razors. And that kind of opened my eye a little bit of like, hey, there, there might be something here. Mm. But they still 
a Razor 800 is light years away from where <laughs> a Pro R is now. Sure. So, yeah, so. I remember pulling up at Gordon's Well and seeing the first 800 going, and I was in my Rhino looking at that thing yeah. going, what is that? That is weird. You sit so low in those seats. It just looked funny. Yeah. And then after I saw it run, I went, okay, okay. I see where this is going. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, you know, the, the pro- progression is there. And even for me, like I look at my 2015 NA Desert Razor versus like one of my cars now, and it's just ridiculous, you know, the difference between the two. Do you think there's a market, you know, like when you watch Supercross and you watch Motocross, you know, in in stadiums, and I want it seems to me like that would be a perfect venue to bring these side-by-sides because, you know, that's going to be the the bump that side, not the side-by-side business needs a bump, but to get people more involved and more, more enthused. Do you see that coming, coming down the road? Well, I never thought that the Mickey Thompson series would have went away. Uh, and I still can't believe that nothing replaced it because, right. you know, that was like going to Supercross. Yeah. But getting to see six different classes race, did and you, you know, did, I, so I, I would love to see something like that come back. I just it it seems like that is controlled by Feld or Live Nation or whatever, and right. they just haven't really expressed much interest in doing it. Well, I think somebody like Polaris, Yamaha, or somebody. Hey, have you ever heard of somebody named Mercedes Speedy Gonzalez? It's a woman. Yeah. We had her on the show. We had her on the on my racer show a couple of weeks ago, and I had no idea that she was in the Mickey Thompson, you know, series, but uh-huh. on quads. I don't remember that. Yeah, or I. Well, she could have been motorcycles too, but yeah, what what a great lady, man. Oh, yeah, it was. She yeah. was a blast to talk to. Well, I just think. You know, again, you know, the popularity of side-by-sides. In fact, Ron and I are going to put together a safety program uh, for side-by-side owners. You know, you go buy a side-by-side, say it's your Polaris dealer. You know, Polaris will say, hey, here's a one-day, you know, course that you can take, you know, out in the desert or wherever because we're hurt. So many, but you know, it's like when the, remember the three-wheelers came out? There was no training. Yeah. And those things yeah, that eat they, you well, alive. All you got to do is go on Instagram to UTV sales, and uh, <laughs> there, there's endless examples of people making uh, poor decisions. Maybe may, some of them may be in an altered state or not, but yeah, uh, it's still a poor decision, yeah. and they hurt. They, I, I just had a guy. I was on TV this morning, and somehow he went over a 400 foot cliff in a side by side. Says he was just cruising along out in Arizona, and I said, "How fast were you going?" He says, "I wasn't going fast." He says, "It just came up on me. Next thing I know, over the top and down to the bottom, and you know, broke a couple ribs, broke his back, you know, crushed the yeah. cage." So I, you know, so I, Ron and I got talking about this because I also do a military safety training program, and I definitely want to get Ron and his idea in front of the military, because those guys, you talk about hold my beer. I mean, <laughs> military guys are crazy, male and female. They're all about the adrenaline. Yeah, I think uh, Ricky Johnson does a lot of stuff with those guys. Right. Yeah, he's out there with us as well. Well, hey, man, this has been a blast chatting with you. Uh, we look forward to uh, following you and your series. I know you're in Vegas, 
But if you ever have an opportunity to get over here to San Diego, I know Polaris would be stoked. Uh, I could put you on on t- local TV. We're the number one watch morning show in San Diego. Yeah. We'd I'd love to put you your 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 hot rod on the on the uh, show and give you some airtime and do some more talking. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, maybe we can try to do something when we're on our way to Baja oh, on one of the there you go of our times down there. That'd and then, be perfect. Get yeah, you in the studio here. Kinda, yeah, people want to see some more of what we have going on. Yeah. With the Wavo series, I have a documentary that's going to be coming out here fairly soon. It was the 25th anniversary of the first Wavo video. Wow. So um, I'll be posting stuff on my social, which is at Westmiller70. Um, and then uh, also, I just did a video series that we're going to be launching with my Razor, where I took rock stars for rides and they're performing in the Razor uh, <laughs> while I'm driving. So that's uh, that's going to be pretty entertaining, and we'll have that coming out on all of my social media here in the next couple of weeks. Fantastic! So, Can you uh, uh, give us a little uh, teaser of, of some of the names? Maybe no, he's not going to give you a teaser. He's going to make you look. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's just say if you're a fan of Mudvayne, you'll probably like the first video. There we go. There we go. Uh, there fun, you go. fun. Sounds like a good time. All right. Hey, Wes, it's great. Again, how do people follow you on social media? It's at Westmiller70, and that's 7-0. Okay. All right, buddy. Hey, and Ron, thank you for hooking me up with this guy. He's awesome. How old are you? I got to ask. You sound like you're, what, 18, 19? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> back, uh, let's see. <laughs> Never mind. Hey. I would have been 18. <laughs> yeah, if you ask a race car driver or any racer, you ask them how old they are. They say, are you asking me to drive, or are you asking my real age? They, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and are you talking like real years or like yeah. race car driver years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's adding another 20 on it. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a yeah. million. We look forward to talking to you down the road. All right. Thanks, man. You guys take care. All right. All right we're going to take, take a quick break. Listen to Scooney UTV Performance Hour right here on FM 961 AM 1170. Yeah, sir. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Scooney's UTV Performance Hour with Ron and Dave. FM 961 AM 1170, the answer. Hopefully you've enjoyed this show. This is only the second one in the can, but we're going to do it every single month. And as you can tell, Ron is very well connected with the off-road community. And I got to tell you, folks, one of the most exciting things that's coming out of Scoonies uh, here in the next six months or so is a safety class that you can take for you and your family because there's nothing worse than having an accident and knowing it could have been avoided. And it goes right down to whatever vehicle it is you're going to purchase for your family. Uh, Ron goes out all the time and looks at vehicles for people and lets them know, or, hey, right, this will be the right way to go. Might not be the right fit. you got to get the no, right no, model no. for you. Well, like I told, I, I said earlier in the show, I bought a, a 2021. It was on the showroom floor. It's been sitting there for 21. Now talking to Don, I know why. Um and, and I got a really good deal on it, but, you know, Ron says, mm, you need to upgrade it. You need to do the cage. You need to do belts. You need to do some other stuff. 
So that's where it's at as we speak. But um, so what are some of the other events coming up that people could be can get to close by? Well, I guess. the big thing is that uh, is the King of the Hammers that's getting ready to come up. And I think right now we're all just kind of waiting out the heat. It's that time of year where with the countdown. When starts is King of the Hammers? Oh, gosh, I got the dates right here. It's in February. Oh, okay. I got to look through my notes here, but it's early February. Okay, so it is. Oh, yeah, it's going to look. I got the pack page. They're they're doing it January 18th through February 2nd this year. And, folks, if you've never been, it's amazing. It's it's a city. They have medical there in the event, you know, that you, you know, get sick or you need a Band-Aid. I mean, there's streets vendor i mean it's i was never so blown away okay so there are vendors there how about food vendors are food uh, vendors there's there? food vendors there everything is there I mean, it's, it's that's you know it's, it's it's a city it's it's really a, i mean i've never seen anything like it and you could actually go to certain obstacles and kind of hang out and watch the whether there be side by side sand cart whatever is racing that particular day you can you can see some craziness i was never there at night i didn't spend the night I heard that's pretty wild as well. I've seen some of the videos on that. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah. we know Ron, like the party gets so started. Ron is going to be there overnight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there to report on it. Let's put yes, it that you'll way. be my reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, we'll keep you up to speed on everything that's happening down there. Absolutely. So, let's talk just a little bit about the safety aspects of what we're talking about. You know, you're still, I know, putting it together and fine-tuning it. But what's your main goal when it comes to having this course? Well, it all boils. It all comes back down to the three wheeler days. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, you know, Team Kawasaki right there, getting ready to make a living racing three wheelers as a young kid. And right as that got ready to happen, unfortunately, with all the lawsuits that were going on with the three wheelers, that they ended up quit making them. Right. And as soon as that happened, all the factory support went away. So there right. was just so people that were making a living racing those went away. And I kind of, right. unfortunately. I kind of feel like the side by sides are starting to head down that path a little bit. You think um, that you know you were we were able to go out and finance a race car. I mean, these just aren't just side by sides now. They they started out as farm utility vehicles with the Rhinos. They got built up a little more with the eight hundreds, then the nine hundreds. Now we're putting one thousand, and we're you know we're getting turbos on these things. We're starting to get almost two hundred horsepower <laughs> in these cars with. Baja race suspension. Right. So anybody can just go out in these things and just start tearing it up. I mean, and really get in over your head before you know it. And that's well, and what then, I've seen time and time again. And then you mentioned when we were talking to Ed that the floor pans are plastic. Yeah. So if you hit a, a tree, you know, a, a so it could come right up through the floor. Not as common out here in, in you know in California because well, we do more desert stuff. But the guys, you know, back east, I see it all the time. They're out in the you know out in the in the forest, forest running yeah. on these trails and they'll you know get a little close to the trees and one of those branches will literally come through the floorboard and almost impale them you know get them in the leg or you know the into the thigh area so yeah yeah, yeah they you know highly recommend those guys immediately upgrade their floorboards i know, was in you know, kodiak so. alaska going out in the back country <laughs> the guy's funny he says you guys fishing no are you hunting no I goes, what are you doing here? I says, I'm in Jurassic Park, and I'm waiting for a bear to come out. And, you know, and just the branches on the side of the trail would come in and smack the you-know-what out of you. Correct, correct. Yeah, I see it all the time. And so guys are upgrading that. I'm seeing that a long ways. But not only on the safety thing, we're going to take it a little bit further there is, you know – it's a great family thing. Mm-hmm. So it's good to get out with your family, get out, get camping. But we want you to be safe while you're out mm-hmm. there. All the way from 
how to tie down the car correctly. You know, from the day that you pick it up from the dealership, I can't tell you how many times, you know, it's, it's kind of an ongoing joke of social media. We'll see some pictures, you know, where people have tied them down incorrectly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's very dangerous. Just, just right off the get go, you know, from when you load it up to all the way to, should I be running in two wheel drive, four wheel drive? What situations, how to, how to approach a dune. There's a lot of things that are out there that we can help people be safe. So I see the safety course being a several, almost like a classroom up front for maybe the first 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, of course. And yeah. then from there, we move on to your vehicle, your safety equipment, you know, how to, how to fit a helmet correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds silly, but if you, if you haven't been in the industry and you haven't been around it, the basic thing of just, oh, that helmet's pretty. I want that one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to fit correctly or why even buy it? Right. You know, they can be more detrimental at that point. So we want to attack everything from A to Z and really just start making this a little more safer for the family and and really like the bottom line keep people safe out absolutely. there absolutely i i care i care i live and i breathe this stuff every sure, day sure. and it's my passion i love being off-roading i love being at the track it's just what i do and so let's make it a little bit safer for everyone if we can well you know it's like when i see somebody get on a harley and they're in flip-flops shorts and a tank top it just curls my skin and they got a really beautiful woman on the back in shorts and a halter top and a beanie helmet I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just taking my little side-by-side to Barona Speedway because I don't want to hike up and down the hills. But you're going to see me in boots. You're going to see me in long pants. You're going to see me probably in a long sleeve shirt. And you're going to see me with a helmet. 100%. I mean, they're called accidents. We don't call them on purposes. That's you know? exactly it's, right. Straight up. They come out of nowhere. I mean, and it could you could just simply be driving through the pits and, you know, a kid come out from between or the a race car, Or bike, a race car nails you. Yeah, and the next thing you know, now you're in defensive driving, you know, trying to avoid something, and you know, we see it all the time. Yeah. So better, you know, better to be prepared. You know, be be uh, proactive, not reactive. And I think that would be, and I know our future goal for this program is eventually, and this will be a motivator to get the consumer or the insurance companies to give you maybe a better rate if you take this class. Amen on that. You know, we definitely want to work with them. We want to work with the BLM. We want to work right. with, and, and the manufacturers as well. We would like the manufacturers to get on board too. I mean, this is your industry. Right. You know, if we if we can put a safety class in, in place to try and help your industry, let's do that. Okay. So I got a, I got a tech question for you because my off-road show couldn't, could, uh, Audrey couldn't answer, neither could Ed. Okay. So I got my off-road sticker. Yep. Where does it go? That's a good question. Everyone says it's supposed to be visible. That's 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 what I've read, and they and they put the emphasis on visible. I'm seeing more and more people start putting them on the rear of the car, right. where you can see them like almost a license plate. Okay, that's kind of what I was saying. And since I know you're 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 upgrading my cage, yep. That's why you haven't seen anything on the back of mine yet. But I, I just thought to myself, and I actually went to the DMV website. I searched it. There's no, you know, like on a car, it's either in the front or the rear, but yeah, there's no, and once you put that sticker on, it's staying. It's there until you get the next one in two years. But really, I think the law there is, it just says it has to be be visible. visible. So if they walk up to the machine, they can, they don't have to crawl underneath or, you know, take off any body parts. Can't put it underneath one of the skid plates. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, true, true. And I'm starting to see a lot of the manufacturers starting to make little license plates that actually mount to the, to the roll, to the roll cages, you know, they'll be one and a half, you know, one and three quarter round. Okay. And they actually mount right on there. I actually have one on my sand car and it's pretty easy. You know, I, I just got my new sticker took off four little allen bolts boop boop put the new one on and it is visible from the rear there you go so. doesn't have to be lit up 
Nah, nothing like yeah. that. And that's the other thing we're going to talk about, too, is we're going to talk about lighting. You know, we're going to talk about whips. Why should they be lit? How lit should they be? Uh, we're going to talk about the actual, I mean, I'm picking a light up from you and Don. You know, I mean, I was looking at a $1,000 light and Don says, come here, let me show you this one. And I go, whoa, you know, that's not anywhere close to $1,000. And it was just as bright. There's a lot of options out there in the world. You know, yeah. they, and that's what's neat about Scoonies, you know, is, you know, especially if you don't know anything at all. This is my first side-by-side. So I'm as green as green can be. And once you meet Don, Don will tell you straight up exactly what you should do and what you shouldn't do or don't buy that or buy this. Because everything you have in your store is recommended by you and your team. Not only recommended, we use the products. Yeah, They're exactly. on my car itself. Yes, they are. Yep. Buddy. Can't thank you enough, folks. Don't forget, next month we're going to do this again. But the show will be on Scooney's website. So please tell your friends. And we will definitely talk to you down the road on KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.